Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another mini pod of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to the last mini pod. Um, this is not going to be an official episode of Do Rags and Boat Shoes, it'll just be another mini pod. Uh, so I won't have it uh, broken up into segments. I'm just trying to give y'all some, uh, you know, give y'all something to kind of ease through the day, you know what I'm saying, while y'all cleaning or working out at the crib or doing whatever you need to do so uh my baby girl is here uh so nina that is her name aka napa nina aka nina mike aka nini uh she is here um and we had her well my wife had her last wednesday she came at 12 43 a.m yeah she's and she is a night aisle so she's about a week old now and she is nothing short of a night owl okay uh this girl be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 10 o'clock at night she sleeps all day and then at night she's like hey where's the party at dirty you know so um so i'm gonna talk a little bit about uh just what we had to go through um you know having a baby in a pandemic uh it is one of the most stressful things that uh that i've ever been a part of and uh not to say that you know you know being a supportive partner is uh stressful but just uh you know bringing a child into this world in a pandemic is pretty damn stressful so we were uh, originally scheduled to go in monday night because my wife was being induced which was weird because her due date was the 28th and she's being induced on the 25th so i don't know what what that was all about that's just weird you know but um still you know we were right at 39 weeks um so baby was full term anyway um so anything after 39 weeks 39 weeks and up or is it 38 it's something like that it's some kind of new rule but um baby was at full term no matter what i don't a few days wasn't gonna make no damn difference but um so we had to call labor and delivery and talk to the charge nurse and see if there was a room available so we were supposed to go in at six nothing so no um you know no not a room available they said call back in two hours we called at eight she was like no no room yet um you know there's still women was waiting to give birth and uh so then uh we called back and she was like can you call back at 10 so call back at 10 and she was like we'll probably have a room available but it'll be like can you guys come in at midnight and i'm like oh my god midnight so we go upstairs in our bedroom and we just kind of take a little hour and a half nap we already got our bags packed and stuff with you know different clothes and you know a little uh bluetooth speaker and snacks and different things like that and uh so leading up to this originally like my wife's doctor the ob um who was seeing her 
a great doctor and she was saying that you know this was two weeks ago no just a week before we were being admitted to labor and delivery she was like so with the COVID-19 situation basically you can bring she can bring two guests my wife can bring two guests so originally it was going to be me and my mother-in-law right so then you know a few days later it's like no you only can bring one guest and we're only allowing the partner into there so the shit changed that damn quick so my mother-in-law she was kind of heartbroken about that and then my wife was too um so it's just me and her you know it's just us against the world in this situation and we both have never been in this situation before right so heading on to the hospital this is about we leave the house probably about 11 40 hospital ain't that far from us so we go ahead and you know we go ahead and get parked and um then we head on through the main entrance and what's scary now at these hospitals is they got most of the all of the entrances are uh blocked up blocked off you know and they're locked and so you only can get in one way you only can get out one way you have to go through security then you have to get screened and then after you get screened so the screening is basically just asking you questions they ask you a bunch of questions like did you have you had a cough uh sore throat um body aches fevers chills and some more shit in the past two weeks and then you know after you pass all those questions and then they make you wash your hands they have a little portable uh station where you wash your hands where you gotta like pump the water out so then you gotta wash your hands and it's just one of those things where it just it's, it's just eerie now going into the hospital right so now you looking at everybody that's coming in the hospital like do you got the rona you know you got the roni you know and shit like that and so so then that's when it clicked for me like this shit is real like i have to bring a baby through these halls of the hospital you know what i'm saying and we're probably gonna leave at day side and so we gotta deal with all these people coming in trying to get tested and shit like that so that's when it got real for me and that's when i got worried right so and then they started saying that healthcare officials were being uh you know tested positive for the roni and shit like that and you're like damn what if a nurse comes in here doesn't show any symptoms and she already got it so that shit is just kind of playing in the back of your mind but you have to be a strong partner because your wife is having a baby she ain't never had one before so we're both new here so somebody gotta be the rock and that has to be me right and so you don't bring up any of that worry you know before she has the baby or even after you know and so and so we get into uh labor and delivery you know and then we go into our room and uh so basically they had us check in because the room was available like it was like 11 or something like that but we would have got charged an extra day our insurance would have got charged an extra day so that's why they had us you know come in and then they checked us in right at midnight so we wouldn't be charged for that monday night which was dope and so we get there and pretty much it's um you know they uh they induce my wife and what they do is uh what was what they do first first they they shove like a pill up there and then uh basically to help start the dilation process and then when she dilates so much the cervix dilates so much this is this was the worst part so they uh basically shove like two balloons up you know up inside her to uh get her to dilate even more so they put these balloons and then they fill them up with a solution and then it's and it was the worst pain that my wife could ever experience and she did an epidural um but she wanted to do you know wait as late as possible or whatever and so basically 
um that that was tough right there because it wasn't shit i could do you know that was the worst pain that she was dealing with when she had to deal with those balloons and shit like that so basically um you know you were in there like tuesday night you know going into two well you know tuesday morning you know going into tuesday night and so and then they basically you know they have the bands around my wife's stomach to uh check nina's heart rate and shit like that and and nina is bad every single doctor's appointment we've had uh where it's been like uh, the stress test you know where they uh check test the baby's heart rate and shit like that and uh you know and then the her uh the ultrasounds this little girl be it was in the stomach hitting backflips and just moving every time they would try to you know have her in a spot she'd be moving and it's just like okay and now that since she's born i see what she be doing she just be kicking them little legs and she's strong as an ox every single like we've had two doctor's appointments since she's been born and she just she every single doctor both pediatricians and even the nurses uh when we were at when we we're in the recovery rooms they were just talking about she is so strong like it was one point they were trying to swap her and it took two nurses to swaddle this little girl so i'm scared i'm scared y'all <laughs> but um but anyways going back to uh so we so we're at the balloons so when they put those balloons in like i said it's the worst pain she ever felt but they have this whirlpool it's kind of tub so she go and soak in that and um so this is just going this is like i would say mid-afternoon that they do this uh like late afternoon they doing this so i got my little nintendo uh switch the uh the portable one the nintendo switch light and i'm playing this fucking game called cuphead and i bought it and it was only like it was on sale for like 20 bucks or something like that and this is the most difficult ass game that i've ever played in my life it's a side scrolling shoot 'em up game like contra like the old school contra games but it's like 10 times fucking harder and the characters look like old school uh, disney characters and the uh, cartoons are you know kind of real old schoolish uh, like them old ass them old old like 30s and 40s cartoons but it's beautifully drawn but it is one of the most difficult games i've ever played in my life like it makes no sense you only have three lives so only so you only so you only can be hit three times and every single boss battle they don't have a meter they don't have like a life meter so you don't know how far that you've beaten the boss and it's just it's so frustrating i think I only beat like six bosses on that game but so i'm playing that and so she's got those balloons in her and then um and then it gets to the point where they're like uh where they pop the uh sack right so nina's head is kind of poking through and then so they uh pop the embryonic sack and uh basically they put a uh like this thing on top of nina's head to uh measure her heartbeat or whatever and so they put that on top of her head and then so then my wife she can't take the pain no more this is going late into the night so this is a few hours later um this is probably around nine ten o'clock something like that so she so she really can't do so she can't take the pain around eight o'clock so then they give her the epidural and um and i didn't know with them epidurals they give you a little uh, a little clicker so you can you know drop more of the pain med into your into your spine or whatever where they tap into it at and so that really ain't working so it's working she's not she can't feel nothing but then all of a sudden around about 10 o'clock you know 9 45 10 o'clock she can you know she starts feeling some pressure she, she's like oh shit this ain't really working and they were expecting us uh expecting the wife to give birth around um, 
Wednesday morning. They said probably around five or six in the morning. Shit, it's like ten o'clock at night, and they, you know, they take a peek downstairs. It's like, oh, you ready to deliver? You know what I'm saying? So then they, they kind of wait a while. It might have been later. It might have been like eleven or something like that. It could have been later, but the pain just got worse and worse. So then the doctors come in. They're like, yeah, you ready to give birth? And so we had this great nurse. Um, it was an older lady so you know she knew what she was doing and she basically you know uh just walked my wife how to you know give birth how to push she's like basically it's like you taking a big dump and so basically i had the whole one of my wife's legs she held the other one and um so i forgot what time this was but it was just three big ass pushes from my wife and nina came just right on out she came right on out and and uh as soon as i heard that cry i was like hell yeah and i cut the cord and this was about she came out at 12 43 a.m you know so that tuesday night into wednesday morning so yeah 12 43 she came she comes out and then they give us you know that hour of bonding time but that shit was like that shit was like three hours or something it was like early in the morning and then uh it just that feeling like you just couldn't like you can't describe that you know seeing your first child come out and you just like what in the world and my wife was like that wasn't bad at all she said that what was worse she said them balloons was worse than anything because i'm telling you nina just came out with like three big pushes it was just like one like okay good push then it was like two and here come the shoulders and then it was like boom that third push and they caught her and you know they they brought her up and then they wiped her off a little bit and then i cut the cord and, and that was it that was a wrap so and then um let's see what else happened so then we move on to the recovery room um that was dope just having bonding time but man uh, my boy julio was right he was talking about they made they don't they they forget all about the dad it's just all about the mama and like i told like i told him in a text message like i have no problem being the scotty pippen to my wife's michael jordan in this moment like i have no problems with that never had an issue with it um and so we're in the recovery room and so you know they got that fold out bed you know that you sleep on and stuff and the nurses would come in like every two hours to check on the baby and check on my wife and stuff like that because her blood pressure spiked uh one time and so they had her on like this magnesium drip so they had to check her blood pressure like every two three hours so just as every all three of us getting some good sleep here you go knock knock and then it's just like oh my god and then he turn on them bright ass lights and i'm like oh my god i'm ready to go so we moved into recovery uh late wednesday and then um so yeah so we, no it was early wednesday so it was just a few hours they moved us into recovery and stuff like that then they came and gave nina a bath and stuff like that and since she was breastfeeding they didn't really take her to that other side where you know where they clean them and feed them and shit like that so then my wife had to deal with lactation specialists and stuff like that and they gave us some helpful tips on breastfeeding and uh now she's breastfeeding like a champ a week later and uh so everything's just going real good and um yeah but the hospital food sucks it does like like all my wife's food was included then my my meals was like like eight bucks but it was all like healthy food you know so it was like low sodium food and shit like that uh the, the cheesecake did slap though i ain't gonna lie that cheesecake slapped and the orange juice slapped and the lemonade did but everything else was just kind of like it was like village in or ihop food with just even less seasoning if they can even if that's even feasible so i just couldn't wait to get home but you just felt 
you know a sense of security just being in that recovery room and we didn't leave until like friday late friday afternoon so that was a real good feeling and then you just come in and then when we're leaving because we were going to leave thursday and then it was just one of those situations where it was like nah let's just you know wait another day and we'll leave uh friday afternoon uh because uh my baby girl had to get some uh blood work done or something no it was because our um our uh, follow-up pediatrician uh visit wasn't until like monday and it was like thursday so it was like just stay another day so we can monitor the baby and make sure she's okay be since your appointment is so far away then they made us an extra appointment on saturday which sucked so we get home like uh friday afternoon but leaving that hospital um was one of the worst feelings in my life because it's just like okay we got a brand new baby and we're about to walk through this whole fucking hospital where these people are coming in and this is one of the top hospitals in the country especially when it comes to infectious diseases um with unmc so this is, is one of the top it's like when they were sending all those people with ebola like uh, what was that a couple a few summers ago they were sending them ebola patients here and shit like that and you know throwing them in quarantine and shit so it's one of the top you know hospitals for infectious diseases and now you got to walk through this hospital with your child and so as soon as we start creeping towards that exit you just seen people you know waiting in line with mask on gloves on this old dude was just coughing up a lung in a wheelchair somebody pushed him in and so we naturally we got we tied a sheet around uh, nina's uh, car seat when we were carrying her out and stuff like that so she wouldn't have to deal with that and me and my wife we like holding our breath walking through these crowds of people and shit and it was it was once we got into my truck into our truck it was one of those things where you just br just br breathe the sigh of relief you just like you just exhale like oh, oh, you know and so then so we so now we get home and what's tough is you know the doctors are just like you know you guys should just self-quarantine you know keep this baby as safe as possible and you know we don't recommend you guys bringing family and friends to uh see the look to see the little one just do like facetime and videos and you know uh you know google share docs and facebook and shit like that and that's heartbreaking right and so um and one of the things that the nurses kept talking about in the recovery room is uh just how they were thanking us for being patient and shit like that and there were so many other parents in there who were trying to bring people up and they're like no you can't bring anybody else up it's just you two and stuff like that there was one it was like probably about four o'clock in the morning one nurse was taking my wife's blood pressure and then she got a call on her uh work phone and she was like no they cannot bring anybody up i already told them that and uh, all this other shit and you know people just were furious and then you have people just and they didn't they you they didn't even allow people to be in the waiting rooms of labor and delivery like nothing like you can't even wait in there so that that was tough that was tough and still family has, hasn't seen her they just seen pictures and videos of her um so that's just tough to deal with uh i know my grandmama be blowing me up telling me to bring the baby over but my grandma i'm gonna tell y'all something funny my grandmama was talking about how uh she had a cough for the past few days and she told me tell me to bring the baby over i'm like no ma'am that ain't gonna happen like <laughs> like like grandma i love you gma i love you but you said you've been feeling under the weather you've been coughing all on the phone 
I'm not about to jeopardize my baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just gonna have to be mad at me until that cough clears up, okay? Until she starts feeling better. Um, but yeah, life is dope. You know, being a first time dad, life is good. Um, this little girl, we just trying to get her on a decent sleeping pattern, but right now we're kind of slaves to her, you know? Um, we're kind of just doing her bidding. And uh, I'm just happy that, you know, breastfeeding is going amazing and she's latching and, you know, my wife is producing a bunch of milk and it's just it's dope. It's a dope experience because uh, I really don't want to be out here paying $40 a canister for some Infamil or some Similac. Uh, I know y'all boosters out here be selling that shit for the low low. Um, still holla at me. You know, I might have some people for y'all that are ready to buy that shit. Um, but I don't want to be dealing with that though. I really didn't. So that's pretty dope. But um, yeah. So um, yeah. And then she had some uh, pediatrics uh, follow-ups, and she's doing good. She's looking good, healthy, strong. So yeah. So I just thank y'all for sending that positive energy my way. And uh, you know, I'm happy to be a new dad, and uh, I'm happy to be here bringing y'all some content and just being kind of hunkered down uh, with the family. We just been chilling. And uh, just watching TV and, you know, taking care of stuff around the house and outside the house. We've been having some lovely weather. But uh, let's talk about this go uh, this unemployment rate that's been happening because of COVID-19. Uh, so right now, the um, unemployment rate, uh, the number of filing is the number for those filing for insurance benefits hit 6.6 million this week alone. This is new cases. So then you take what was last week was like three point two or something like that 3.1 and so that's almost 10 million in these past two weeks so about 10 million americans you know uh, need need unemployment benefits now let me tell you something so i've said this many times before the unemployment rate in america is a lot higher than those numbers tell us because the rate that they go off of is the people actively looking for jobs and those that are on unemployment insurance unemployment benefit insurance so they never factor in people that have given up looking for work the homeless and those that are getting that hand-to-hand -hand money so the number is a lot higher so don't freak out when you see numbers like this being plastered all over the news and social media you know if y'all really you know hurting for money if y'all been affected by this COVID-19 if y'all really been hurting for money like y'all been talking about online there's so many people talking about holding rent strikes and trying to shame landlords which I don't get I, I really don't get trying to shame a landlord um you know most landlords are using that rent their tenants pay to pay off the mortgage on that house or that apartment that you're renting that's how a lot of people do like my boss my supervisor at my job he's he's a landlord and he used he says he just used that money to pay off to pay the mortgage on that house that his tenant is staying in and that's just pretty much how he does it um and most landlords they do have a regular ass nine to five unless it's like a you know a management company or some shit like that and it's a business you have to remember that we live in a capitalistic society right um but it's amazing to me that people are saying that, you know, landlords are heartless for still wanting the rent to be paid during a pandemic. You know, they depend on that money, you know, just as you depend on, you know, your job to pay you every week or bi-weekly or monthly. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them things. What if your job asked you to, you know, work for free? You'd be on some other shit like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that, chief. You know what I'm saying? So I've just never seen shit like this before in my life. You know what I'm saying? With people, you know, landlord shaming. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, I know when I was first out on my own, when I was of my early 20s, um, you know, I'd be talking shit, you know, about the management company, but, you know, I'm late on the rent. Like, how the fuck you gonna charge me $50 or $75 for a late fee? Motherfuckers is vultures and blah, blah, blah. But I should have just paid my rent on time. You know what I'm saying? You just go back and think about it. I should have just paid my fucking bills. You know, that's just what it boils down to. Just handle your fucking business. You know, that's just what it boils down to. You can talk shit all day until the cows come home, but you need to handle your fucking business. But back to my original point, you know, if shit hits the fan for you, then get off the internet complaining, hit the pawn shop, hit eBay, sell some shit, pawn some shit, and, um, Go to your local Walmart, okay? Your Bakers, your Krogers, uh, the Walmarts and the Krogers, they're hiring on the fucking spot. Like, all the Walmarts here are doing the same thing. I know some, uh, I know the ones in Iowa are doing the same thing. I don't know about other states, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty, it's a fucking pandemic and these stores are busy as shit. They're busy as fuck, okay? And so these stores are hiring on the spot for people to stock the shelves and let me tell you something i want y'all to remember this slow money is better than no money i'm gonna say that again slow money is better than no money and it's all full time okay um you know that way you can put something towards your rent okay and your landlord or property management company can see that you're making an effort to pay your rent and at this time most states you know have put into place some sort of legislation you know that states that no late fees could be assessed during this pandemic uh, at this time and law enforcement will not come to your home to you know serve eviction notices and again slow money is better than no money you sitting up here on the internet complaining wondering how you're gonna get your next meal and how to do this that and the third and you typing out a thread on twitter when your ass could have been at walmart you know making 12 13 dollars an hour and boom there you go you just done made six seven hundred dollars and you you know you got some money in your pocket you see what i'm saying slow money is better than no money you, the the pride comes before the fall okay drop that pride so you won't fall all right so i have to say that again slow money is better than no money when shit hits the fan i don't care if the cash flow is a trickle you're getting some money to do something right it boils down to food clothing and shelter that's what that's what you need to be taking care of food clothing and shelter you got enough clothes so you got to worry about food and shelter ain't nobody trying to be fashionable in a pandemic okay so you know shit hits the fan i ain't ever been ashamed to be uh working at fucking target working at the mart i ain't ever been ashamed to work no retail job front and center motherfuckers used to be making fun of me at working at target but fresh out of high school and shit like that oh damn you didn't go to college blah 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 and all this other shit and them niggas i'm i surpassed them niggas okay you know niggas love to joke and make fun of you and shit like that for working and putting some money in your pocket they situation be more fucked than yours okay but um let's see what else we got going on so remember that i just want to say it one more time slow money is better than no money but let's talk about some uh bingeable series to uh stream on uh like netflix hbo and shit like that um so i know y'all just kind of chilling just kind of going through the motions and shit like that um a lot of y'all talking about y'all bored and stuff like that uh do shit around the house go for a fucking walk nobody said you can't go for a walk 
outside you need to get outside and get that sunlight i see a lot of y'all kind of slipping into that that mode of cabin fever uh, get the fuck out the house and let the sun hit your face let it hit your face breathe in some fresh air okay if you ain't got no uh, workout equipment at home you can do sit-ups and push-ups you can jog in place okay get them endorphins going all right but uh let's talk about binging some tv though um on netflix i just me and the wife just finished watching the movie uncorked uh with uh angela bassett's husband uh what's that brother's name courtney vance i think that's it and it's about a kid who doesn't want to uh take over his father's barbecue business he wants to jump into the wine game and it's a real movie and uh courtney does an amazing job as the father in the movie he has so many fucking one-liners that it's just hilarious so y'all definitely need to check that out on netflix it's a movie called uncorked all right so you can also uh, binge watch, you know, the Who Killed Malcolm X doc documentary is very eye opening. Um, I didn't know that the, the, the main shooter was just out roaming the streets of Jersey, just like ain't shit happened. You know what I'm saying? And it was just kind of like an open secret. Just having the killer of Malcolm X just kind of stroll through and be a member of the community. You just like that's 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 what's hot in the streets, you know. And when he started bringing up the brother's name in the documentary, the mother black Muslims like, oh, that's just something we don't talk about. Leave it alone. We don't know if he was an operative for the, you know, for the uh, whatever for the government and all this other shit. I'm just like, I don't know why didn't none of you niggas just blow his brains out right then and there. Like you knew he was just out here in the community, just roaming around, and y'all up here acting like he the Teflon Don and shit. You could have just blew his shit clean off. He didn't got the job done for the government. They ain't protecting him no more. That's what I wondered, but it is what it is. So you can watch that. And there's some um, just some great facts in there and things like that uh, for the brother Malcolm. Uh, there's also, may he rest in peace. Um, there's also a show called The Stranger. That's a pretty good one on uh, Netflix. And it's about uh, this woman and her friend. They expose secrets in like this small like British town or whatever. And, uh, and it center, centers around a family, a false pregnancy, and the wife's disappearance. So that's that's really good. It's and, and once you get to the end, you're like, are you fucking serious? It's one of those, but the journey is worth it. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. Like, like the journey is worth it because you're just like, oh, this shit is crazy. And then uh, we have to talk about the Tiger King. I think everybody named Mama been watching that shit. You know, it's the sequel to Joe Dirt and Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> every episode gets weirder and wilder you know this is a much must watch you know it's basically about a gay redneck named joe exotic who owns a zoo in oklahoma and it has everything it has uh, it just has polygamy it has um you know violence in it it got mystery in it um it just has some colorful language in it there's some music videos in there um there's some tigers in there there's uh yeah it's all kind of shit in there and it's uh it's wild and then there's a armless woman on there and uh yeah there's a lot just watch it it's a fucking lot i know y'all see these memes flying around and you probably like what the fuck go ahead and watch that and i know netflix is hosting like uh watch parties so you can watch it with uh, your friends and stuff like that you can it's like a is it a chrome add-on or something like that because i know you can't do it on uh the apple tv and my my samsung tv is a smart tv i don't think it has that on there either but uh everybody named mama got our passwords so we keep on having to fucking 
up the price and keep having to add more people and you know i think we paying damn near 20 dollars a month for netflix now that shit used to be 10 dollars, man but anyway let me quit bitching uh so that's a dope one and then there's a reality game show on netflix called the circle and it's actually pretty entertaining it's, it's about like catfishing on social media to get ahead and win the cash prize and no one can see each other and there's little challenges throughout the game it's kind of like uh the game show big brother but they can't see each other and they communicate on something that's kind of it looks sort of like twitter and then there's different challenges and shit like that and then people vote for like the top influencers and then those two decide who to kick out and shit like that it's actually pretty good it's called the circle um let's see here um you got ozark uh season three finally came out and i just started binge watching this uh earlier this week or late last week when we got home so that saturday i started it and uh from season one and i just finished it and it's a pretty good series and it's basically about a money manager slash investor that works for the mexican cartel and he's trying to launder their money in the missouri ozark and it kind of gives off that breaking bad type of vibe so if y'all like breaking bad you'll love this um jason bateman is really undefeated in this series he's really good really really good and there's three seasons up on netflix um you know my wife kept on trying to tell me for years to uh to watch it but now since i got time you know she binge watched it with me even though she already seen season one she didn't see season two so she rewatched season one with me and then we got through season two and we just finished season three and this shit is is it's dope it's dope it's very it's very good uh every episode kind of keeps you glued in and uh yeah it's very good very good series um uh, i should have took my wife's advice and, and you know not slept on it um let's see what else uh dirty money that's a good series on netflix uh it's just breaking down like different white collar crimes uh sort of like american greed on cnbc i know a lot of times uh folks i see uh my friends tweeting about it and uh talking about it on social media like uh dirty money uh, not dirty money but american greed you know when it comes on late and ain't shit else on cable so you watch that on cnbc and then you be like damn these white folks get away with damn near murder uh you know with this money and shit like that and then um let's see what else um uh hbo um they have a pretty good series on called the outsider and it's based off of stephen king novel um so things get weird like after the murder investigation of a little boy so i advise y'all to watch it you know all the way through watch it to the end and on the last episode watch those end credits because uh there's some more shit just kind of shows how it'll lead into season two which is really dope it's a great show uh, a couple of episodes are kind of stale but it's needed it's needed and uh the whole season is up and then uh insecure comes back pretty soon so if you want to do a refresher of the Issa Rae series go ahead and watch that those first few seasons uh that comes back in mid-april um let's see what else um so amazon prime you know they got the free meek documentary up uh, which is actually pretty good it's actually really good and it shows how he got just pretty much railroaded into the uh in that philly justice system in that pennsylvania justice system which is a beast um and they got a bunch of hood ass you know flicks if you need a good laugh there's so many hood ass movies up there it don't make no damn sense i just watched a goddamn documentary on cuckoo cow and my projects you know y'all remember cuckoo cow yeah uh so i watched a documentary on him 
and the whole documentary is just pretty much them interviewing folks and it looks like they got one dslr camera and one hot light in the black room and it's just right there interviewing folks but it was actually pretty good though because i wonder what the fuck happened to cuckoo cow so he was really putting on uh, for up north you know up there in minnesota uh or was it milwaukee i can't remember uh, but he was putting on for somewhere up north somewhere cold i forgot in my projects yeah that shit slapped though and then um let's see what else is going on so uh starting this friday um hbo go and hbo now will be free so y'all remember that hbo go and hbo now will be free starting the third but it'll be like limited to certain shows and movies um but it's still like over 500 hours of, of free content you know so it's gonna be like the sopranos the wire um veep um i can't remember the other shows but there's a whole list and i'll link the vanity fair article because that article got the list of every single series and then it's gonna have some movies on there like detective pikachu you can watch for free um and i can't remember the other movies so that's dope so that's just gonna be free for god knows when i guess until this quarantine uh is over with and then also uh showtime has extended their free trial it was normally i think like seven days so now it's 30 days free trial on showtime so just use a, a different email address than you've been using to sign up and you get it free for 30 days so you can watch it on your roku you know your xbox one uh or your ps4 or your apple tv whatever you got or your smart tv or on your phone you know what i'm saying so that's dope to see them come out with that and most of y'all got amazon prime you know so that that's included you know with your prime membership the prime videos and uh i think uh there's a bunch of new movies that's supposed to come to prime i forgot which ones but it's i think uh midsummer is up there which is a disgusting movie it's it's gruesome uh but the ending makes no fucking sense to me at all but it's still worth the watch because the murders are just gruesome as fuck um let's see what else um let's see here so i really wanted to talk about being ignorant um just we're gonna wrap this up real quick um just being ignorant with some of these uh these social media posts these memes reg regarding covid19 um it's something that we really have to stop doing we have to start really doing our research and shit like that people posting fake cures up um you know uh, you know posting up uh fake videos of uh you know like cdc officials talking about that they uh you know playing this you know you know three four years ago and all this other shit and we just have to stop with this misinformation and a lot of y'all y'all have verified accounts and y'all still up here spreading false information uh case in point uh dl hughley he is notorious for this on his instagram now this man has uh, hundreds of thousands of followers i know he got about 500,000 followers on twitter and uh probably much more on uh instagram let me look it up real quick but he posted this uh this meme and it basically was talking about uh republican governors not putting uh social distancing or uh um whatchamacallits uh in place uh let me see here this nigga might have blocked me oh no he didn't okay oh uh, he still got it up this fucktard um so he basically said so his instagram got 1.7 million followers and it's a verified um account right 
And so it said these are the only governors yet to order their citizens to shelter in place. So he lists uh, all these Republican governors from Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Wyoming. And he's talking about see the pattern in his hashtag Trump virus. And it's, it's just the it's just a lie because Iowa has shelter in place. uh stuff going on i live in fucking nebraska most of my friends and family are working from home they have two monitors set up in their home and high speed internet set up so they can get their jobs done okay and the only places that are open are the supermarkets right okay and uh governor ricketts with his fucking hot dog shaped head ass he's always on here on the news talking about you know different rules and shit like that and sheltering in place there's and school has been canceled for the rest of the fucking year so how are you saying that these governors are yet to order their citizens to shelter in place you see what I'm saying? This this it's a blatant lie, and you up here on this fucking democratic train so tough that you ain't speaking the truth. You see what I'm saying? This is it's a very dangerous thing to be loud and to be wrong. And what I mean by that is you have so many followers, and then you're just telling a blatant lie. Like, how are you any different from Trump? How are you any different from the Cheeto in chief? If you're not researching what you're posting. You have to be you have to be truthful. You have to be transparent. Um, anything that you put out at times like these, it has to be the honest truth. People are looking for an escape on the social media or they're looking for uh, some facts, you know, to uh, deal with what's going on. We don't need this kind of lying ass propaganda right now. You're supposed to be better than this. You see what I'm saying? You can't just post something and then just oh, that's it. You know, it's the equivalent of throwing a stone and hiding your hand. You can't do that. It's very irresponsible. You see what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where it's just like, yo, you need to fucking, you know, delete this right now. It's a very dangerous game that so many people play. It's like when people jumped on Kanye's West neck for saying all that goofy, silly shit about slavery being a choice and not researching so many uh, slave uprisings, revolts, and then, uh, you know, um, um, uprisings revolts uh and uh you know uh, situations where they rebelled against being in slavery he, he had no knowledge of that so it's very dangerous especially in these times during the pandemic to be loud and to be wrong it is so dangerous it's a very dangerous thing to do and then let me piggyback off of uh what Rickus was saying uh governor Rickus. he was talking about you know no more than 10 people at the time at these places uh me and the wife we took our baby girl for a walk at uh one of my old stomping grounds uh adams park which is now like gabrielle union park i don't know if it's still even called that but they just remodeled the park and they you know they redid the little pond area and there's a bunch of ducks and shit like that um black folks don't listen to shit we get there it's probably like it's a bunch of cars there there's a guy having like track meet practice there the kids he got like 15 kids with him they all jogging around the uh the whole lake area or the little pond area there's one woman out here with a javelin she's throwing it 
and uh you know you, we just driving through the city you know niggas still down at daily's package uh liquor you know still down there you know 15 20 deep just hanging out drinking and <laughs> it's just like we ain't we don't listen to shit until it hits the fan and we just seen so many people out having little gatherings and kickbacks and then up at my old uh community center the adams community center on the back end of it we seen a whole bunch of cars and there's a couple of basketball courts out there and uh each court had had niggas running five on five and then it's, it's, it's probably about 30 niggas just hanging in the bleachers in between the uh courts waiting to get next uh, so <laughs> so uh no time soon will we be uh done with this coronavirus uh shit because we don't know how to shelter in place um and then i was at uh walmart i'm gonna wrap this up real quick because i'm gonna get out of here uh i was at walmart getting some uh i needed the wife needed some stuff and so they have stickers down on the ground uh for six feet apart in line so i'm in line waiting and there's a brother literally right behind me so i take my cart and i push it back behind me so he has to get back and he's trying to push it up and i just put my foot on it and i look down at the sticker and i look up at him now this nigga got on gloves and a mask and some goggles so he knows what's going on but he don't know shit about the six feet distance so i had to literally physically separate him with my cart and then i had to keep it behind me because soon as i would inch forward you know when the conveyor belt would come down she ringing up my stuff here he comes and it's just like nigga you just don't know the difference like you know it was an older black man and it's just it just gets to the point and i'm i'm swiping my car i'm like damn and then i just look at him and then and then he just looked at me and then he just stops and then he starts mumbling some shit to his wife because it's just like you know what's going on why the fuck are you all up on me you know what i'm saying it's one of those things where it's just like they have markers down in place just use the fucking rules so don't nobody get sick now you already older and you out here with gloves masks and even goggles and you still don't know no better it's just amazing to me uh we got to do better but um what else was i going to talk about i think that's it that's all the little notes that i had so i gave y'all about 46 minutes of content um you know i love y'all as always um just be safe out there keep washing your hands um make sure when y'all wash your hands um you know when you dry them off make sure you have like some lotion some little hand lotion right next to it because my knuckles are bloody from washing my hands so much for them you know 25 30 seconds uh make sure y'all have some little bit of hand lotion there and uh you know after you dry your hands off you know go ahead and you know throw spread a little lotion on there because my shit i just look like i punch bricks for a living so y'all be safe out there um and um if y'all need cleaning supplies toilet paper paper towels shit like that lysol bleach and shit like that i'm gonna tell you a secret um, most of these stores they have a senior hour um you know from you know like 7 a.m to 8 a.m or 6 a.m to 7 a.m or some shit like that um that's when they they stock that shit overnight so it'll just be sitting on the shelves by the time that the store opens um so take an old person with you take your grandma take your grandpa take your uncle uh take your auntie take your mama take your daddy you know if they're of age and uh you know have them grab the shit and then uh you know get to them stores early that first them first two hours is when all that shit is up on the shelf so um as always i love y'all and you know i'll try to get another episode up uh asap you know one
You look dusty. You look dusty. You look, you look dusty.